This show is sponsored by IdealWorkspace.com, which promotes a healthier way of working through their adjustable standing desk. Check out their latest smart adjustable standing desk at Altizen.com. A-L-T-I-Z-E-N.com. Welcome to Analyze Asia, the podcast dedicated to dissect the pulse of business, technology, and media in Asia. In this episode, I speak to Joanna Wei, co-founder of Beijing Makerspace and angel investor and evangelist for Indiegogo China. We discuss how the maker movement began and progressed in China. Last but not least, we discuss the footprint of Indiegogo in China. Hi, Joanna. Hi, Bernard. How are you? I'm well. We are sitting in the same place in Silicon Valley now, right? Right. We are in our very amazing campus, NASA. And park, so we are actually sitting in the classroom of Singularity. Yes, guess where we are? We are actually in the Global Solutions Program 2016 for Singularity yeah, University. We yeah. are classmates. Yes, <laughs> but what is much more interesting is what you actually do. And guess who I'm talking to? I'm talking to Joanna Wei, co-founder at Beijing Makerspace, and also currently the Indiegogo China evangelist. And I know Joanna, you are also an angel investor too. Yeah. So it was great you to. You always know everything about me. <laughs> yeah, I think the the program has actually helped us to get to know each other as well, and we are actually there. There seems to be a lot of interesting activity between China and Silicon Valley yeah. now as well. Yeah. But I want to get to know you better. How did you get started in your career? So I started my career because I used to work for UN as a communication officer. So I read a lot of papers. I talked to a lot of great people from Silicon Valley, from New York. So I'm so inspired because you know, for China, you know, innovation is not a word people usually describe about China. It's usually is filled with all these knockoffs and copycats. So I was thinking about what can I do. So I just came to the Silicon Valley. So there's a very famous event. It's called Maker Fair. So it's like yearly, very famous and very interesting big event. So I was there. I just find out that's something like very inspiring because people are just bring their creative stuff or their invention to this fair. So people will just play on that, talk about something interesting. I just feel like it's such a great vibe. So I want to bring it back to China. And I made this decision and because my partner in Beijing, he's an awesome guy. He actually been really working on maker, 3D printer, you know, like imagine five years ago, it's like crazy guy. <laughs> mm. So we just got clicked and we started from an event. It's called Maker Carnival. It's just like the China version, the Maker Fair. So surprisingly, we attract more than hundreds of hundreds of people to come and visit. At that point, so the government of, of Beijing is just get notice about us. So they're just approaching us and talk to us and learn what we're done. And they're super awesome because they just make a decision. They want to support us anyway. So we get this very huge free space in the center of the technology hub, Zhongguanzun. Mm, and that's where the Silicon Valley of China is, right? That's it. So people really take it as a very important, like a battlefield for the core technologies. So we were very lucky. So we started at that point. And then, of course, with the work in the UN, and when you get yourself involved in the maker movement mm -hmm. in China, mm -hmm. that got you into the technology space, what are the interesting career lessons you can actually share? Okay. I think, you know, people always like comments, questions like, oh, Joanna, are you with a, tech, a technology background? Or why are you so inspired by those like crazy people? I think life is about, will you send something interesting? Please hope on it. 
Don't be hesitant because you never know. Because you cannot always put yourself in a box. It's like okay, something is what what I can really explore. Some I can't. No, never. Because you are always like on the right track. And if you believe it's a right track, just run for it. So I usually working with a lot of the、uh, startup founders and some of the innovators. I think those people are just you know they just want to knew it. They just want to do it. So they don't really ask questions about what I can't do. They're always looking forward. So for me, like I have done a lot of hardware startups raising, virtual reality startup raising. Why I'm coming to Singularity because I believe there's something more exciting, like right there. So I want to talk to my classmates and looking for the next hopeups. And that comes to the most interesting topic of the day, which is about the Beijing Makerspace. I think I hear the story behind how you got the Makerspace happening. So, <laughs> yeah, can you tell me a little bit about what does the Beijing Makerspace do and what's the vision and mission of the place? Okay, I'm sure you have been to like tech shops, even the ad labs of over Singularity. Yeah. So basically, we're running it as a community-driven type of Makerspace. It's a very open source. We provide like the from the physical space, we have the Two storage rooms. We have the heavy duty machine rooms. We have some co working spaces. So you can imagine, as a hardware innovator, you are comes maker space. You can totally get everything you need, and you can finish your very basic prototype inside of my maker space. So it's pretty much like people are coming here for fun, for looking for some partners or opportunities. But actually, it's been five years. So basically, it's the most famous maker space in、mm. China. We've、well, been franchised. A little bit into different cities, but now for for my point of view, because I believe even government give a lot of funding, supporting financially, but we figure we have to really figure out our own business model. So that's why we started the hardware accelerator program three years ago, and now it's kind of like co working space plus maker space tech shop hardware accelerator. So it's like. We merge like everything together, but it's quite depends. For example, like in Beijing, we can do is like a three model like merge, but in other city, it's different.、Mm, how different are they? For example, you know, imagine like our headquarter based in Zhongguancun, China, is surrounded by all its top top university, just like Palo Alto. In Silicon Valley, so for us, it's so easy to attract all these different people coming in and have great talks. But in other cities, it's more you can't expect they have the same、uh, environment, the、mm. same you know passion. So some different makerspace, we usually work with the local、uh, big corps, and we definitely want to make it push it to a more industry focused type of makerspace. For example, we're working with、uh, you know one of the vehicle company in、uh, Wuhu, Anhui. So Because we get all these requirements, their needs from the company, they very specifically want. Okay, we want VR, we want robotics, we want driverless cars type of idea, and then we recruit people nationally, and we get back them to the Wuhu makerspace. How many makerspaces are there? Now it's more than like so physically it's twenty, but now we're actually. It's running like like we running them directly or about ten. Suppose if I come from the US and I want to.、Mm-hmm. Be in your makerspace.、Mm-hmm. Am I welcome? Definitely yes. Let me tell you some very good news. Like two years ago, one of the maker, the innovator, he's our member, but he's like Western people, and then he got problem he's working with.、Uh, he has no choice, and he go back to his country. Then his projects got stopped. 
And then he's so sad, and we were both very sad about the truth. So I talked to the, you know, there's a committee of Zhongguancun. So the people have some like superpowers, and they keep negotiating with me like back and forth. I really suggest them to provide the working visas for those startup people because you cannot expect, you know, all this like startup company can provide the thing to them. So. Surprisingly, they just made it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I mean, if anyone wants to come to Zhongguancun, if you wanted to, you're a foreigner, please let me know because I can somehow help you to solve some problems. And what are the interesting projects that come out from the Beijing Makers Space? Given it's already five years. Talking about interesting, I want to talk about the most successful one because、mm-hmm. I think everyone's every project is very interesting. Ah,、uh, it's a story because three years ago. Like Oculus Rift just launched on Kickstarter at exactly the same time. We launched another product called the Ant VR, A N T V R. It's supposed to be the first VR company in China. So at that time, they just came to me with a very ugly <laughs> prototype. I'm like, what is that? And they trying to coach me that is something called virtual reality. So we made a quick decision. Okay, let's do it. So we help them to launch on Kickstarter, help them to get fundraise, and pretty much coach them and be their mentor. So very interesting because. It's the first first VR company in China, and we made a lot of attention from everywhere. So that company was founded by Sequoia last year. So、mm. we're successfully got cash out. Very very successful projects from us. Any other ones that are of interest? Um, you know, one is about another one is a mobile tent. I、mm. think I share with you. Yes,、that. correct.、It's、very interesting because usually people talking about hardware is just like a watch or a bracelet or、mm. something small goodies, but. When I suddenly to figure out, oh my god, there's a tent, like a house, like a room. Yes. I'm, I'm just feeling like, are you sure you are a smart tent? So he gave me this idea because imagine people are want to live in suburbs. There's too much cost. For example, like the the people living in Beijing, you can't afford you know rent. So he's like, I want to build up a house. It's very it's a it's a high mobility and people can really afford it. And then you can just live there and make it like a home. I just feel like, oh my god, this is really, really cool. So I support them. I, I you should totally talk to them. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. You, we, we, something to do with a project I'm working on. So yeah, it's amazing.、Yes. But let's get back to this.、Okay. Can you t- tell me how does the maker movement in China have、mm-hmm. actually evolved, and what are the interesting trends that make it different from other maker spaces、mm-hmm. in the world? Honestly, because maker movement, I mean, maker culture is initially from、uh, U.S. Specifically from Silicon Valley. For the Chinese culture, people are not that really into hands-on experience, you know, in China. So we are trying to, because in China it's just started. But in U.S., you can imagine people with this grudge culture being like years and years. So basically, move maker culture is like similar to the grudge culture. So in China, we do a lot of education work. That's why I started another company called Critica. We start to educate kids from very young, because in China, the maker space is now like running by themselves. But in the States, it's all about yourself running. It's like. Very, very. It's more community driven, like like driven. the hacker dojo. Hacker dojo, yeah, like the the one in Boston. Like they don't have a manager. They don't even have a community manager. It's like people are just like working with each other. They just pay for everything like monthly. I mean, but for for us, we're still on the stage about educate people. What is maker? How maker can really help you change your life? <laughs> so, so that comes to a very interesting question I have. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, Shenzhen is now considered to be the Silicon Valley of hardware.、Mm-hmm. I mean, there's Beijing, of course, is Zhongguancun, where most of the VCs and probably the most powerful. 
Chinese tech companies are. How does the Shenzhen ecosystem interfaces with this entire maker movement then? You know, Shenzhen famous with all this manufacturer supply chain management. I think it definitely has a huge advantage because they have the very good base, very good fundamental things. But for Be- Beijing, because we are more talent oriented, for example, building up hardware, you can never you know ignore about the software part. It's very important. Mm. So all the software engineers that are in China, they're, and they're in Beijing, and especially, I mean, startup is not only about you're building something, you manufacture. It's all about design. It's about how to market it, how to BD. So all these talents are, are in Beijing. From my point of view, Shenzhen is really booming right now mm-hmm. because with more lower cost. You foresee yourself building something there and then maybe connect with the Beijing you know, software? So, so currently, the situation is like they started a company in Beijing. It's like their HQ, their high quarter. And they require, uh, they hire all these people are from top universities, even some people from the states, and to like make all the strategy stuff. But in the Shenzhen, they only have a small team to take care of the manufacturers. So it's like two locations. They just worked very well together. How would you see this maker movement go in the next five years then? I think the good thing is because the government involved from last year. So yeah, the two zero two five initiative. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 you know that. Made in so. China two zero two five. So yeah. That's true. And so for this, you know, top governors, they kind of to realize, so innovate, how we can just to promote the innovations. So start some makerspace. So this is the only way they can think of. Think of. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, we, I'm involved with that. So I give a lot, tons of tons of the, you know, speech around China. So all these mayors and top people interviewed me, like meeting with me. I just feel like they have a big, big, you know, motivation. It's like, because this is my, like, glory. I want to claim it. And I wanted to do something during my career. But something is really, like, crucial because, like, people are professional like us. So we know how to build up a makerspace. We know how to run it. Mm-hmm. It's not only about you're building up a physical space, like a ghost house, nobody really inside. So I think the challenge in the five years is like how we can make it the makerspace more interesting. More community center. More community center, more content. So that's why I'm very focused on the education part because that is just something can make it sustainable. You keep have keep you providing all this interesting curriculum or the workshops and people get together and they get inspired. Will you foresee a tech shop equivalent to be in China? I talked to their CEO. We are on the same panel. So BOE, you mm. know that company? Yes. They import yeah. <laughs> tech shop to China. I'm, I'm working with them right now because mm. tech shop wants to work with some local partners with their content development. You have operated an incubator and an injury accelerator. I guess I have a couple of questions. What kind of traits do you find in founders? What, what are the things that matters to you and what kind of people you invest in? For most of the time, I'm really into talking to the founders than just read all this like DAC or some data. I think things about how you're going to be inspired each other. You know, for example, I invest in you, then you're my friend. Definitely, yes. You know, right? So we we'll have keep have all this like very interesting conversation, cool ideas. You know, if I believe you're a cool guy, even you filed on your project, you didn't work it out. It doesn't matter. We can still move on. We can still do something cooler. You know? So people is very important for me. And 
I think most of the investor been talking about their, you know, their secrets like secret sauce. Yeah, yeah, but a secret <laughs> sauce. But for me, it's all about inner like gut feeling. Like I'm talking to you, I feel like Mernes such a cool guy. So <laughs> <laughs> I would just do little bit due delegation about his background, his technology. But it's not my work. I will have my friend, my colleagues, they, they just get together and give me contributions. But for my personal experience, I only want to invest with cool people. Mm. That's it. I can vouch for that because I I remember you brought in an investor. Into the university one evening, and they are actually now based in the Bay Area. Yeah. You want to talk a little bit about the company? You know that company's name is Space VR. I met them in Silicon Valley. It's a totally like American team. At that time, that guy just threw me this crazy idea. I'm like, Are you sure? It's about they're sending a satellite into、mm. the National Space Center with NanoRack. Like, oh my god, man, that's going to be so expensive. So how can you support yourself to that? He's like, Oh. We have money, Joanna. Can you help me? <laughs> so yeah, I, I started to be inspired by them. Like at that time, and now he's like growth so fast. And I brought him to China, and he's so famous in China. You know, China is like very crazy. We have a good idea, investment, people, media. We like totally flock to you、mm. because and he has his own ecosystem with Weibo, with WeChat, and everything else. It's like a holistic, you know. <laughs> or、oh, even Zippo now, right? Yeah, Zippo is like yeah the. the 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 live stream is so so popular. I mean, like working with the local startups from Silicon Valley, I have some different feeling because those guys are they have a very different way of thinking compared、mm-hmm. to the Chinese people. But what they need is more aggressive about、uh, fundraising because here is like people just oh I'm working on my projects I will I believe I can make it. But in China, because capital market is booming and they can really help you to initial your projects and to speed up your projects like anyway. So I wanted to ask you. You are also currently an evangelist for Indiegogo China.、Mm-hmm. Can you first briefly talk about the Indiegogo platform?、Mm-hmm. I know it's a crowdfunding platform, but I think it's better for you to、uh, talk about them. Okay, okay. I think it's one of the most famous crowdfunding platform in、yeah. the world right now. So Indiegogo is a very open-minded. Open-minded platform because compared to a、uh, Kickstarter, I think Indiegogo more welcome people from different industry, from、um, different filmmaking. Field, yeah, filmmaking, like entertainment, even cooking. <laughs> yep. So people just like get together on this platform and trying to looking for some early adopters means when you have a very cool idea but you don't want to go for an investor like either your as your first choice, you can totally go for Indiegogo and just. Like expose yourself and try to get some attention from somewhere. I think it's such a very healthy and like friendly platform.、Mm. And what's your role as an evangelist? You know, it's very interesting because you can imagine like hardware part is is kind of dominate the the Indiegogo. It's like I mean for the incomes, so hardware is like a very important part. So actually, there's so many Chinese startups like launching on Indiegogo, but. There's usually they just like talk to the Indiegogo internal team like directly, but they always have some you know communication problems because they just like oh who can I talk to if、uh, I have some problems? So they have the internal strategist team, but they need someone like Chinese and who can explain something more specifically to them. That's just my first role. Second, as an evangelist, because there's so 
so many like events and you know、uh, summits. So I usually give speech over there. Third, because Indigo just launched a new project, is China Pilot Program, is based specifically、oh. for my role because they want to recruit the best of the best hardware team、mm. to launch products on Indiegogo. So we're pretty much working very close with the internal team in San Francisco. I provide my suggestion and I. Just, just you know, roll show somewhere and to recruit the best of the best. So the footprint in Indiegogo is probably much bigger than Kickstarter.、Uh, I know Kickstarter only operates in seven countries. Yeah, but well, because Kickstarter is really don't allow Chinese people、mm. to launch on the platform. But Indiegogo is very open minded. I think we are. Yeah, we get. I, I think we get more Chinese startup than. So I would be very curious to ask, what are the best practices for makers to leverage on a platform like Indiegogo?、Mm-hmm. I guess you you give a lot of talks, you tell,、mm-hmm. you evangelize, you talk、mm-hmm. about this. What are、mm-hmm. best practices? You know, hardware hardware is something like very very difficult. You have to admit that because it's compared to software, hardware is needed to cost, prototype, team. You need at least three people, then you can start it, right? You need a like a software designer, hardware designer, industrial designer that. You have to go. It's a lot of cost. So Indiegogo is something like okay, you just have this idea. I just want to test it. I don't know. I don't know how much people are gonna like it. Then you just post on a website and then trying to get some feedbacks. Like it's a very very valuable feedbacks directly from your potential client. So that's something like oh, oh my god, I save a lot of money, man, right? Because <laughs> some of the company in China they're. They're they're really taking Indiegogo as a platform to promote themselves, like doing some marketing and PR. I can understand that because you know, just imagine you are just invest in the PR in the US. It can be a lot of money. So I guess you are here now for、mm-hmm. the Singularity University、yeah. for the next probably seven weeks. Yeah, you're gonna head back. So do you think that you have? What's your experience like so far? Overwhelmed. <laughs> Everything is so overwhelmed because I didn't expect it so intense before I'm coming here. But oh, I can see definitely all these like speakers are very brilliant. But the most exciting part because I met all these like great people here, and everybody comes from different backgrounds, and people are so nice. Everybody's open minded. We can talk whatever we want. People hug each other, like you know, <laughs> care each other. I feel like. Oh my god, it's such a big family. You know, like today I talked to my roommate Ania. She's like Joanna. You know, I cannot imagine the last day we're here. I just like I'm gonna cry. I'm like, don't cry. <laughs> we're we're really working as a family now. It's、mm. amazing. Seriously.、Yeah. Okay, so now the most important question:、okay. How do my audience find you then? Okay, you guys come connect me on my LinkedIn, Joanna Way. Also, you can find me on my I think Twitter.、Yeah. Um, it's Q I O Q I O W W. 巧巧 W. 对对 W. Yeah. Okay, I'm not gonna ask you for your WeChat account. Too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, too bad, man. I'm so occupied with my WeChat all the time. Okay. All right. You can find me at bleongcw or bernardleong.com. Subscribe to us at iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Acast, and also Google Play. You can always drop us a comment. And I'm currently in Silicon Valley, so episodes are a little bit slow lately. So once again, Joanna, thank you so much for your. In- This interview. Thank you. Everybody, go back to class now. Yeah, sure. Thank you, everybody. Yeah.